Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mela, here with... Josh. Lacey. And Rashawn. How y'all doing? So good. It's doing all right. It's doing all right. <laughs> seen any movies? I just finished a rewatch of Weeds. You Ooh. finished already? I finished. This Jesus is my. Christ. <laughs> I love the show. This is my third, maybe fourth rewatch of of Weeds, and I will say, a lot of aspects of the show have not aged well. <laughs> but like what? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Go into detail and slowly with pauses in between, so your audio can be clipped out. <laughs> The one constant, though, and the reason I keep watching are the central performances, which is Mary Louise Parker, Justin Kirk, uh, Hunter Parrish, uh, Romany Malco. They're all just so, 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 so good. I'm a huge MLP stan. She is an absolute queen. Lover. Absolute queen. Yeah. And then, of, of course, everyone always talks about, oh, Weeds doesn't, you know, it gets bad later on, later on. Maybe so, but she never wavers for me. Rashawn, you're going to um, Starbucks, which you never go to, but today you chose to go to Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. I drank coffee this morning. But for Uh-oh. this for this vision, you're going to Starbucks. Maybe you're picking me up a drink. You see MLP. Why am I picking up a drink? Okay. Because you're <laughs> nice. I don't know. Um, you're getting a drink. Mm-hmm. You see Mary Louise Parker. Do you say hi? Like, do you approach her? I turn to her. If I can see past her her curly hair. And <laughs> it's not that big. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like right here. Can't see the counter. <laughs> I turn to her. I, cl- I claw the top of my iced coffee. That is my iced coffee. I bite the straw. I'm like, you know, whatever. Mellow good on your straw. <laughs> I look at her and I give her that Mary Louise Parker smile. Does she give it back? No, probably not. She's like, what is this dork looking at me for? (laughs) (laughs) She grabs her black baby and she leaves. (laughs) Does she really have a black baby? Scene. I don't know. (laughs) Strike this from the record. She might. Oh my God. I just talked about how much I loved her and now You're like, I want to be your black baby. Wait, yeah, are you the black baby? Does yeah. she grab It is baby? I. It is I. You're in a onesie. Like, you're in baby wear. No. The big hat. The big bonnet. bonnet. You just hand over a bassinet for her to strap you into. Yeah. She's like, this motherfucker is 180 pounds. <laughs> 180 pounds. <laughs> Did any of you um, read the scary storybooks by Alvin Schwartz in school? Yes. Um, I don't think so. 
okay, well, then we can just cut this out. No, I want to, I want to know now. No. Is that what you're reading right the now? listener might have. There's a series. It's three books by this guy named Alvin Schwartz. I'm sure if you saw the covers, you would know what books I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're iconic horror books for elementary, middle school kids, and they're kind of kids – first introduction into the horror genre for reading there's a really great uh documentary on amazon prime right now called scary stories doc and it's all about um alvin schwartz who was a very private man um his kids do some of the interviews and the backlash that the books received because they were horror books in an elementary school setting it's fascinating. It's mm. really great. I watched it last night, and if you're a fan of the books and the stories at all, are they super scary? They're they're not. <laughs> Josh, I made <laughs> I made Josh read one a couple weeks ago, like just for fun, and they're they're as adults, they are not scary at all. But I remember as a kid feeling like this was a dangerous thing like right like them they really changed my perspective on literature and what a reading experience could be like they're super suspenseful they're playful they're they use horror in a way that introduces kids to scares but also keeps it safe mm-hmm. it I just I, I can't recommend them enough they're so good and what is this called again? Scary Stories Doc. I thought like when you were talking about this book, you were going to be like, there was a, there's a chapter about a big man baby. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> there's a chapter about Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but they have stuff like that. They have like... The man babies. Man babies and like corpse brides and they're... Just go look them up. Go look them up. How did you watch this, Lacey? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm just like, with her eyes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the back of my head. Speaking of watching, what are we fighting about today, guys? Girl. <laughs> uh, the other day, being uh-huh. uh, two days ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched. What'd you watch, Josh? Bring it on. Oh, yeah. Bring bring what? It. <laughs> oh, Where? Man. On. On. We don't need you. Why do you have to be so mean? I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Look, I'm trying to be strong for my squad, okay? That's what a captain does. Well, I'm a captain too, you know. And I'm trying to make it right. You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. Don't slack off because you feel sorry for us. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. I never do. On. All the way on. Um, so bring it on. If the listeners don't know if you're living on a rock. <laughs> if you were born yesterday. Came out in 2000. I was 10 years old. I was not born yet. Shut up. <laughs> Grandpa. If you're a new listener and you've never seen Rashawn, he's actually 45 years old. <laughs> but I look 12. 
So it came out in 2000. It's a teen comedy directed by Peyton Reed, starring the one and only Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, Jesse Bradford, and Queen and the one and only Gabrielle Union. As you know, this movie is about cheerleading and competitions and the rivalry between East Compton and uh, Rancho Carney. And Rancho Carne Toros! Yes! <laughs> Let's go Toros! I mean, at heart, I feel like I'm a clover. I'm just going to say that. You, you're a clover? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I don't know if I would... Well, what? Uh, the hmm from Rashawn was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, I would just fit with that squad a little bit more. Okay. Are you disagreeing already? We haven't even got through the synopsis. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with being a Toro. No, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with being a Toro. I'm just saying if I had to choose, I would be a Clover. Okay. <laughs> uh, if we're casting ourselves in the movie, I'm Casey. <laughs> oh, my God. Just call me Casey. That's one hundred percent why. That'd be the buff chick that busts her leg. <laughs> Big Mac Carbird. Okay, but I think the biggest, oldest elephant in the room <laughs> is that none of these motherfuckers are in high school. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The nineties into two thousands were just inundated with forty year olds playing high school kids in the in the cheerleading audition segment. <laughs> <laughs> the, dude who, the dude who did musical theater. Actually like 45. 45 years old. Well, okay, when they decide, like, okay, we got to throw away our whole routine because Big Red, like, fucked us up, basically. They're like, we're going to learn all these new dance styles. And they're like, we're going to learn mime. The mime <laughs> is the director. That's painful. Really? Right? Yes. Like, just a little cameo. Oh, that's cool. That's cute. I mean, I guess I've... he could be older, but I mean, just goes to show that everyone's old. I found it a little interesting, too, that this is maybe more commentary on the industry as a whole, but something with a predominantly female cast about a predominantly female sport is directed by a man. Mm hmm. It was written by a woman, though. That's good. I was mm -hmm. just looking that up, but that's good. I mean, Peyton Reed is fantastic. He also does the Ant-Man movies and has a very, very good resume, so it's nothing against him and more about the industry and producers <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. I think he, I think it's really well directed and Yeah. And... I agree. I so often rewatching late nineties, early two thousands movies, I find myself wondering why I loved it so much because it doesn't <laughs> work for yeah. me. Mm -hmm. But Bring It On really stands the test of time for does me. Does it? It does, Josh. For me, Here we Josh. go, Josh. I think it's so funny. I think it's, I, I mean, you have great jokes every few minutes, whether they're visual or written. The cast is so different from one another. Like the contrast between Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushku and how their friendship forms, I think is so authentic and well done and cliff is the romantic lead that i fell in love with in the 2000s or Such when did this come out yeah Sorry. 2000 josh what did you call it the side smirk all he does is a side smirk <laughs> we it's love like it one, one half of his <laughs> mouth stays flat and the other half is smirking so he goes 
I wish I wish everyone <laughs> whole, could see that. The, the whole time. It's fucking annoying. It's the whole movie. That's all he does. It's okay. not a, is it annoying? Is, is it, it my turn? Can I go? You can Oh goodness. <laughs> you can go. I okay. <laughs> the thing is, do the jokes hold up? Or as someone who watched it in full for the first time two days ago. What? Do you Yes. Do I look like a kid who grew up watching Bring It On? Okay, so we have to take into account that this is your first time fully. Yes, okay. and that matters okay. in the context of it holding up. All right. Okay. Because something Fair holding enough. up, it needs to be good for a first viewing at the time. Do the jokes hold up to you because you remember them being funny when you were a kid, so you were calling a nostalgic feeling of laughter and joy, and so it's it's equal parts humor and nostalgia, or are they just funny jokes? Because, objectively, they're not that funny joke. <laughs> What was your laugh count, Josh? About three fifty. I don't know. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't sit there and be like, "That's funny." I'm gonna mark it down. <laughs> like I didn't hate it. I really, it was, it was an enjoyable movie. But I walked away going, "Yeah, that was a fun early two thousands movie." It's not. I didn't walk away going, "That was a fun movie." Wow. Um, I'm sorry. I you're broke. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Everyone. Uh. <laughs> this is how I feel every time I get Carmela to watch an older movie and she's just like, I missed it. I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't miss it. It's right here in front of you. But to that point, I mean, I did miss it in the sense of kind of like what Lacey was saying that you watch it and you're like, why did I like this? This does not count, but I watched Cruel Intentions really late. I was like, oh, I wish I would have seen this movie when it first came out because I probably would have absolutely loved it and like i watched it and i was like yeah it was it's pretty good and Rashawn was crushed but it's good it's good i know pretty good is like putting a plus in front of the c on a paper <laughs> and i just don't that was pretty good in my household let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> but back to bring it back on back to bring it on another thing to the elijah dushku point i fully disagree why about her character in terms of an arc and an evolution? There was none. Suddenly they were enemies and then they were friends. Well, they I were in the agree. car for two hours. You have to be friends. Not saying a word. They cut to the car like three <laughs> times and they were dead silent. I even said out loud when we were watching, Lacey King confirmed. I was like, did they just drive in dead silence for two hours? Okay, he did. She was crushed. Okay, but... Let's hear it. Eliza Dushku realizes what the Rancho Carnitoro's have done they've been mm-hmm. stealing from the clovers this whole time she exposes that to torrance to kirsten dunst's character i mean when she first realizes that the cheers have been stolen she walks out she's like i'm done i'm out that's enough for me she then reveals what happened to torrance expecting her to just be another privileged white girl who moves on and is like oh well that sucks but torrance sees what happened realizes how fucked up it is mm-hmm. and changes completely. So you're saying Torrance had the revelation due to Missy, right? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> Missy also had to have a change of heart because she judged Torrance and the Rancho Carne Toros. She could have still just said, no, I'm out. You guys suck. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. One strike, you're done. But she decides to work with Torrance, work with the team, and make it ultimately better, in my opinion. And also, 
she let Torrance date her brother, which would never happen in real life. Never. Why? <laughs> That's weird. If my best friend wanted to date my brother at, at that age, I feel like twins, I'd be like, right? they, they just be- met. Like, it's not like she has this huge claim. Like, this is my best friend that I grew up with. Please don't date my brother. That's like dating your brother. She met both of them separately, and then they happened to be related, which I think is a much different than your best friend dating your brother. Okay, but we have not addressed that <laughs> Missy's change of heart just came out of fucking nowhere. Like it happened at the car wash. But, like, she, but they're not at enemies. One point, no. What are they? Uh, at one point. <laughs> It starts, she fucking hates cheerleading. She says, your school doesn't have a gymnastics team, so this is a last resort. She still auditions. She doesn't hate it. Because she will, She just wants to do flips and stay in shape and keep her half dreadlocks <laughs> free. Have, did you that, see that? Uh, that's a different that, point. We can, we can come back to this because I do have You're not going to discuss the dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is she, if it was that quick of a change of heart, she was very forgiving and we didn't see... We didn't see a payoff for that. Suddenly, she was just happy, uh, another happy-go-lucky cheerleader that was practicing in her house. Well, no. we had no time. We were three weeks from nationals. Yeah. Big Red stole our shit. We, we had no time for this. We had to get to work. You also do see the evolution when she comes out in her cheer uniform for the first time, and her stomach is all exposed, and she's nervous and insecure, and everyone, the, the car is encouraging her. I think it's the two cheer guys and Torrance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're egging her on, like, yeah, you got this, and she does start to feel herself. She does start to gain that little bit of confidence. You see her accepting the team and the position of being a cheerleader, and you see them accepting her. And at the football game, she comes out of her shell, starts to cheer. She's super embarrassed and and awkward. And Cliff is in the bleachers laughing at her. And she grows when she walks into the (laughs) she walks into the competition for the first time. And she's like, this is a world like cheerleading is a world. And she sees all these squads all over the place. Josh, you're wrong. Oh, wrong i will i will concede that that was a good point Lacey. that i forgot that her coming out of the door in the in the cheer outfit i will not concede <laughs> but that is the most inaccurate portrayal of a high school football stadium student section that i've ever fucking seen why what 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 yeah what i want to know let me first let me ask this did you go to like football games in high school what everyone yes. yeah no okay were you watching the game i was involved a lot so i was like on the field not as a football player and i was just like in yeah i guess in the stadium okay stadium god damn you grew up in texas didn't you yeah that's that's a different (laughs) level of high school look all i'm saying is i played varsity football and we could be up 30 to zero and we would get a couple of claps at best from the student section because it was a social event. It, you mm. weren't going to watch the game. You weren't going to fucking watch the cheerleaders. You were going <laughs> to see all the people you wanted to date. Or so it so, has been explained like, to me. To, when I was watching it, I was I even looked to Rashawn and I was like, this is exactly how my high school was. Like even uh. bigger because our football team sucked. And the cheerleaders had like, again, won so many trophies. The band was fire. So I feel like, yes, we were all talking to each other, but I feel like there was a sense of pride or 
you know, reason to scream, but not necessarily for the football team. I don't know. As soon as the cheerleaders popped out, we were like, let's go because they were fire. So I kind of think it for me, for my high school, it, it was very similar. Okay. I'll also concede on that because my high school was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we had frequently ranked state ranked football teams in our, you know what? Let me stop myself about the cheerleaders. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I also think this movie is just an inch, but like two levels or so above reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd Super give it a heightened. foot. I'd give it a foot above reality. Yeah. It's just not in the real world. Not so I, I, get that this whole high school like their world is cheerleading it's everything that they're about so i get that and who knows there may be a school out there that is like that the same way there are schools that they revolve around the baseball team or there are schools that revolve Mm -hmm. around the football team yeah so i talked to somebody recently who had also seen the movie and they made the point that the jokes didn't hold up as well and i obviously disagreed and they compared it to clueless because Clueless is hmm. very similar in the sense that it's like its own world and it's, again, above reality to me at least. And they have like their own vocabulary and the way that they talk. So I kind of kept that in mind when I was watching it a couple days ago. And I was like, I feel very much the same. Because I think when this movie came out and we were 10, everybody knew that cheer. Like oh, whether sure. you wanted to or not, you knew that roll call. You didn't know what you were saying, but you, you I were saying it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you hadn't even watched it. Okay, but I've lost too many arguments in this episode, so I'm going to pull out the big guns. Oh, oh no. Goodness. <laughs> in that you, there are some indefensible jokes in this movie that yeah. do not hold up to the point where it stains the entire movie. Oh, not the entire, entire movie, Josh. What, Missy's the poo take a big whiff? <laughs> I think he's talking about the not so well for one the choreographer the whole character oh. top to bottom every line he says <laughs> he says the R word he, he says the F word and not fuck because I, that's not an offensive word the F word is said a hundred times in this movie yeah. and none of those times are said by the only there's only one gay character and he's I, the only person that does not say it mm-hmm. I will say I actually was very impressed with how they handled the one gay character because he wasn't overtly like you would see in a regular early 2000s like yeah stereotypical like i even asked Lacey, i was like wait that's the gay guy right like, yeah. it was just he was another cheerleader who happened to be homosexual which for the early 2000s is impressive right he's a great character all the jokes around him yeah are him and not great he and jan yeah they're not great at all the other male cheerleader jan <laughs> the jan jan the cheerleading man the thumb Yes, he admits to every Friday night. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. That does not hold up. It doesn't hold up. I win. <laughs> don't, you win. don't win. Don't win. If you take that out of the movie, nothing changes. So right. the the movie does not rest on that recurring joke. No, but not all the jokes in the movie hold up, and that was what I was arguing. Not, you said it stained <laughs> the whole motherfucking movie. John. It stained it. Yeah, you could wipe off the stain. You could get rid of the ketchup you ate that stained your shirt, and you'd still be eating French fries. Motherfucker, saying... why are you eating ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is the meal as presented with the ketchup stained my shirt you could remake the movie without the ketchup and it wouldn't stain my shirt but as is presented 
The ketchup stained my shirt. Stop saying ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> Heinz ketchup. <laughs> Cat soup. I I will concede to Josh on that point. I mean, I will. Yeah, I will I'm not gonna say it's great. Like you said, if we could take it and chop and screw it, yeah, we're gonna take that part out, and the movie's still gonna be phenomenal. I'll say that yes, it could be remade with almost the entirely same script, switch the jokes and kill that character in a shed and never pull his body out and then it'll be fine. Well, we I'm sorry. He's going to grow up to be a bad man. We can keep the character. He just doesn't have to be No. He just doesn't have to be a, a fucking kill the perv. character. No, don't kill. He him. doesn't have to be a perv. He could just be another cheerleading man. We don't get enough of those. Are we we're talking about the choreographer, right? No, no we're, talking about, we're talking about Jan. Okay, 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 okay. Don't kill him. I'll, <laughs> I'll kill him. Jan. I'll kill Jan with a pipe. Don't kill fucking, what's his name? Sparky Palastri. Don't kill him either. <laughs> I'll kill Jan and frame Sparky. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think he's a really cool, like, Bob Fosse parody. I think it's really That was a Bob Fosse parody? I, I see that. Assume. I the didn't pill, see that the before, pill popping but I see that implied. now for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And spirit fingers. These yeah. are not spirit fingers. These, these are yeah. spirit fingers. And how easy. Fucking pill addict. Hello? <laughs> I mean, the facial hair is, is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, okay. When he leans over and sees homegirl's ass, which is not oh. big at all, and he's like, maybe no. you can stop eating. Pay those compliments to your ass. Yeah, I'm like, girl. That was like, unfortunately, a product of the time. Like yeah. in the early 2000s, you had you had to look like a capital I for your profile, man or woman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. boy or girl, and it sucked for those of us that were more blessed in the derriere department. <laughs> Sound off one. Are you saying you got a donk, Josh? I got a dump truck. He's got a donk. <laughs> back it up. Back it up. So, do you like this movie, Josh? I didn't hate it. That's a no. So you didn't like it? Look, if, let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. Whenever it is Lacey and I have kids and say we have a 12-year-old girl and I walk in and she's watching Bring It On, I won't be upset. Will I willingly introduce it to her? No, because that will be Lacey's doing. <laughs> We're gonna learn the cheer together. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or boy. Sorry, that was that was not a boy or girl. Uncle Rashawn's coming over to watch as well. Yes, <laughs> as will I. Yes, but I, I'm not going to willingly seek it out for myself or any of my loved ones in the future. But I did not. It was not a wasted hour and a half. It was a. It was a tight one twenty. So that's fine. <laughs> I didn't know this until I like had a research that this is considered a cult classic. You guys I was that? just going to ask, do you guys think this holds up in the same way that Clueless and Mean Girls do for their kind of decade generation? Do you think Bring It On is the 2000? Yes. I, I think- assumed so, but I guess maybe not. I don't know. When did Clueless come out? Anyone know? Uh, 95? Yeah, maybe? before this, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clueless seemed like the apex mm-hmm. of the Gen X film. This, to me, sort of seemed like one of the last Gen X films. Like, this is sort of a dying breed. Millennials were starting to come into high school this time. Gen Xs were starting to go to college like a lot of the characters were. This sort of seems like a sort of dying flame of the Gen X movie, like Clueless, in the same way that Mean Girls is sort of a millennial millennial movie. Not that we're talking about it, but would you consider Mean Girls a cult classic? 
Yeah. No. No. Mean Girls is like it's not a, a cult. I think it's success. a classic. Yeah. I don't but think it's a cult. Classic. Mean Girls I, is a blockbuster. Like. I also think that Bring It On or Clueless, sorry, has the advantage of being an adaptation. Not to take anything away from Clueless because I think it's a classic. It's perfect, but it has a Jane Austen base. You know, isn't Taming of the Shrew too? It's Emma. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wait, what? Is, isn't there like a Gen Ten X things movie? I hate about you is Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the one. So Clueless definitely has some really good foundation to stand on. I had no idea. I have to watch it again with that in mind, Rashawn. Carmela's fin to make it one of her next movies, I'm sure. <laughs> um, question miles. <laughs> no, um, Clueless is actually not one of my favorite movies. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched it in full, to be honest. I guess that will default to me because I love that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's, oh, I mean, to go back to what I said earlier, it's, it's all right. Again, I think I saw it in, in the same way Josh feels about bringing on that he like it doesn't hold up. I'm not necessarily saying that it doesn't hold up because I think that Clueless, you watch it and you're like in that time. But I feel like I'm missing jokes. Like I, I feel like I'm not in with the jokes when I'm watching it. And I'm like, Ugh, did I did I did I did I wait too long? I think you might. That's how I feel about bring it on is that it's not for me but i see i can see how other people love bring it on but it, i definitely do not in any way shape or form <laughs> this is Joshua. a different episode because clueless is airtight and y'all are all cocaine smokers I um, think we should do it because I, I feel like we should all sit through it i think we can yeah You're talking like i've seen it before y'all incoming episode we are doing clueless too <laughs> it's happening because <laughs> i'm taking everybody out <laughs> We haven't even talked about the Clovers. And we haven't. And objectively, the best character in the movie is a Clover. Isis, do your thing. I'm not talking about Isis. Oh, who are you talking about? Who do you think? You've been touched by an angel. angel. <laughs> <laughs> She's so goddamn good. So good. This time watching it, I'm like, it is like so apparent how much better the clovers are oh my god than 100%. the toros 100% by 10,000 miles when they're at when they pull up to the gym and they're finding out that their cheers are stolen that pep rally is out of control mm-hmm. oh my god i want to i want to be in that gym all the time all day <laughs> Like the mascot, like it's just dude. The mascot is that whole shit holds up. Down. That shit was wild. I need the name of the extra who yelled the iconic line. Do your thing, Isis. I didn't really ever like fully watch like Bring It On again or Bring It On one more time. Like I didn't. Does it follow? No. So it's like none of the same characters, but. In a dream, I wish it was just the second part was following the Clovers. I I totally agree because there's so much more to their characters and their story that we don't get to see. Yeah. Because we're so focused on the fun and games of the Rancho Carnes trying to now Mm -hmm. develop their own style. Right. And each one of the Clovers are so interesting. They're so vibrant. And like you said, their 
fucking good. It's like, so I want to see more really good cheers throughout a cheerleading movie. Not even half the screen time that the Toros yes. have. You get who they are immediately. That intro shot where you just glide right up to Gabrielle. She I literally her hands. just got goosebumps. Me too. I'm not Legit. <laughs> you know everything you need to know about her and she hasn't said a word. Nothing. She she literally silences that whole gymnasium. With two with yeah, she a raise said, of the hands. Let's go. Awesome. Mm. Uh, I got a little chills right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Joshua, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> oh my I, like, I will call Gabrielle Union right now. <laughs> I, I actually fully know. agree. I can't wait, talk about yeah. it. I How can't. are you gonna wait? Hold up. Please scratch this from the episode. I don't know. I I fully agree, and I think one thing I really liked writing wise was a lesser movie would go through with Torrance's dad paying their way into mm-hmm. the competition. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The fact that they didn't was something I did not know was going to happen. And I was fully impressed with. Like I, when when Torrance int- comes up with the idea, I physically rolled my eyes. I was like, mm-hmm. "Fucking mm-hmm. here we go!" And then I was thoroughly impressed and surprised when the story continued and they did not go through with 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 the white savior helping them right. get to yeah. nationals. And they win. And they, they win. win like by a long shot <laughs> again. And it's it's nice too because. While they're better, obviously, and they're more entertaining, ultimately, the movie is following the story of the Toros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to see the Toros' reaction getting second place and to see them actually be excited about getting second place was nice and a good feel-good moment because it also proved, yes, they should have been disqualified. Yes, they shouldn't have been here in the first place. But again, a lesser movie would have had them getting first. Right. But they were also excited about getting second because, one, they got second to an objectively better squad, and two... They they earned their second place. That's, they yes. are, they did they worked hard to get to second, which I I did I did enjoy the ending. It's one of those rare cases where the antagonists aren't necessarily the villains of the movie. Yeah, yes. Big Red is the villain for sure. Big, right? Yeah, yeah. And hundred Aaron. and Aaron. 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 Oh, you could have cut that character out and it would have been the same movie. I don't care. Disagree. He's, he's really funny though. It's a, he's a little funny. <laughs> But it would have been the same movie. I, mean, I disagree. Was- I feel like a lot of Torrance's growth comes from people not believing in her. And it starts with her mom and her mom pushing her to focus more on academics than cheer. But it's Aaron who not only tells her you're not cut out to be captain, but then calls the other two girls and says, okay, you guys take over. One, you're in college. Why do you care? Like, right. why are you... Why are you calling these high school girls to interfere with a cheer squad you're no longer affiliated with? But Aaron did believe in her to begin with. Mm-hmm. So his change in seeing, oh, you can't handle what it actually, quote unquote, takes to be captain, stealing cheers. This isn't for you anymore. And Torrance, that's really where she's like, no, I I can do this. That's yeah. her big aha moment, in my opinion. What I was thinking is you could have had the cheerleaders still try to do a coup without Aaron. You could have had Cliff still reject her at first without Aaron, and it could have been the same, but that's fair. I don't know if Cliff ever rejects her. She Well, he, he gives her the cold shoulder for a while, doesn't he? Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't, he, doesn't Missy have to be like, Win! because of Aaron, Because right? of Aaron. Oh, are right. you talking about like, when he sees them kissing. Yeah, like with the flowers, right? 
Well, I mean, like he, I feel like he didn't reject her at all until that moment when he's like, oh, you're booed up. Yeah, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. Yeah, because he was, she was flirting back. They almost right, kissed on right. a swing. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to shoot my shot. And she's still with Aaron. I have a question about one part of the movie that I'm sure both of you looked fondly on. I know for a fact Lacey did. I'm assuming Carmel and Rashawn did. Mm-hmm. The ending ending. Hey, Mickey. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Because Lacey loved it. I was like, this is fucking... Is this the whole song we're doing this? <laughs> and it's, yeah. an inher- it's an inherently 2000s thing. That pre-credits, during credits montage of the characters becoming the actors, but also a little bit in their character. I mean, have you even really watched Bring It On if you didn't go to the end of Hey Mickey? Yeah, Thank I mean, you. come on. We did. <laughs> And we loved it. Right. Okay. Well, and it's, all of it is bloopers. I was going to say, I love a blooper reel Me on too. any movie. And so you have the blooper reel and you have Hey Mickey where you have Kirsten Dunst and um, Gabrielle Union acting silly. Sure. Does that, that is a question now. Does something like that, blooper reels obviously in comedies always work. Always. But something like the Hey Mickey which is an objectively very stylized early 2000s sort of thing, would that hold up? If a comedy came out now and did something like that? Yes. I think so. I would be yeah. fine. I would watch Especially it. Especially with, with the movie that came before. I think yeah. if you're in the mood after that movie, you, you accept it. Exactly. I, say, I think the movie has to earn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now that I'm arguing with myself, I, I think I'm <laughs> relenting on this case a little bit because I think... <laughs> I think a, a a good modern version of that, a, a modern equivalent maybe would be The Hangover when you go through the mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. with the gang. Well, so. I, I just saw Bad Moms 2. I hadn't even seen Bad Moms. Well, Bad Moms is so good. The original is really good. Yeah, I, I feel I like it's second. pretty good. But not that it's the greatest movie, but it was funny and it's a comedy. And at the end, they kind of do something similar where they are in the credits and they're like all dancing and not in character anymore and i was like yeah we love this which yeah. leads... we get that oh i'm sorry, sorry. no you, you go well i was which gonna say le- oh <laughs> <laughs> Lacey, leave go. It in, you leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> um i was just gonna say you also get that kind of song montage in bridesmaids at the uh-huh. end and you get the blooper reel in Anchorman, right? They do that at mm-hmm. the, during the credits of Anchorman too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love a good blooper reel for a comedy for sure. And then it leads into the last comp- contribution, which I don't think we talked about, which is Black's song. Yeah, screen goes black, and you hear. the song that was made specifically for the movie that doesn't play until the credits is also a very 2000s trend it plays during the scene we talked about which is great uh missy coming out of the house that's that's right that's right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't know how you can figure it out but if you could put it in this episode at the end of our episode that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) there's no other way way let me see if we can afford it We can <laughs> use two and a half seconds yeah. <laughs> the way my copyright wallet is set up. Okay, y'all um wanna l- play a little game? Yeah, yeah. let's play a game. Yeah. 
play recast which we haven't done before Mm -mm. so we are gonna recast the four leading characters so it would be kirsten eliza jesse and gabrielle this was very hard for me yeah and i chose this i (laughs) just think there's some movies or some characters that are just so perfect um gabrielle union that it's like Mm -hmm. yeah so impossible to find someone that you would think could like i would just be like yeah let's just get her again she looks the same we'll make it work (laughs) my biggest gripe was was the high school thing which Mm -hmm. i i tried to i tried to stay true to in my recast which was very difficult very because i don't know many like we're all old now now. (laughs) yeah high school high school aged actors are are more often than not nowadays relegated to things like the CEW mm-hmm. and which I do not frequent. So so we're recasting as if it was going to be a remake in 2020. 2020, yeah. Um and I also follow that same type of we're casting for for high school. I want to start with Jesse Bradford's character who is Cliff Pant one. Take it you away, start. mama. Okay, yeah. I'll take it away. Um, I chose Joe Keery, who plays Steve in Stranger Things. Y'all know oh, who he is? Oh, that's good. Pretty good, pretty old. good. It's a little old. It's a little old, but he but plays will, high school in... Too, so I can't fight too hard. He plays um high school in Stranger Things. That's true. Keep his hair long and he comes across as high school. Right. Mm-hmm. What about Mine you, is a little old, too. Um, I chose Sebastian D'Souza. He was in The Great. He was in Skins. He was in um, Normal People. Mm. Let me show Ooh. you. He, I, he, especially in The Great, he's phenomenal. He plays Catherine's lover in the show. Oh, he's cute. Okay, come on, brows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. Okay, what about you, Rashawn? So I chose, I'll explain my casting a little bit later when we move on, but for Cliff, I chose Justice Smith. Oh, I love him. Ooh, big Ooh. fan. Such a big fan. That is, he's so down. cute. He was recently in Detective Pikachu, so he he's can great. he can do high school. 100%. He's not like completely leading man, which I don't think Jesse Bradford was, but he fits that part. He has that. He's really charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super cute. Wasn't he yeah. just in that movie with Elle Fanning too yep. on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, I could see yeah. that. That's a good choice. Joshua. Something that stuck out to me in the movie set in Southern California was a distinct lack of Latino or Latina characters. Mm-hmm. So I made, I, I, my recast has the, the Pantone or the, however you pronounce their last name, family. Uh, Antonios, in your case. <laughs> yeah, so... Cliff would be, uh, I recast him as Jake T. Austin. He's a younger actor. He's in Wizards of Waverly Place. He's the voice of Diego in Nickelodeon. Oh, cute. Cute. He's 25 now, but he's still, he's got a baby face. Okay. And I think he's, like, he's high school cute. Like, he's he's cute and charming, and he's non-imposing, which I think was important for Cliff, because he was sassy, but he was also safe. He was in The Fosters. Yes, in The Fosters. 
Yeah, That's I could her. see that for sure. Okay, so let's do Eliza. So she played Missy. I chose Diana Silvers, and she was in Ma. She's a lead girl. She's Oh my gosh, I almost chose her. You see it, right? Yes. Also in Booksmart. And I feel like <laughs> her and Joe could be brother and sister for sure. I really struggled with Missy because... To me, Eliza Dushku is iconic in that yep. character. I loved her. But I went with another book smart character. I went with Caitlin Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. She's good. I think she she's also in Unbelievable. Yep. And she is just the depth that she has as an actress and as a person is mwah. I yeah. love her. What about you, Rashani? I went with someone that, again, might be a little older. Uh, for Missy, I chose Florence Pugh. Oh! Wow. I was thinking about her. Mm, I was that's thinking a good about one. her. She just did a film called uh, Fighting With My Family. Uh, she has jet black hair. She has a lip ring, I believe. She plays that kind of tough, tomboyish character. So she I think does she, not miss. I Never. Think she could, yeah, she's incredible. And by this time, she'll have, you know, Black Widow. She's a pretty big star. And I think she could. Little Women. Little Women. 100. She's an Oscar nominee. She could she could pull this off easy. I'm into that. That's a really good choice. For my Missy, I went with JT Austin's sister, Isabella Gomez. Yes. She's the, the daughter on One Day at a Time on Netflix. She hasn't done much. That's about it. But every actor needs a breakout movie, right? That's true. She's good. Oh, I mean, yeah, she's from what I've seen, her and JT Austin look similar mm-hmm. enough to me. Let's do, let's do uh, Gabrielle, who's Isis. I chose Ryan Destiny, who is in Star. Ooh. Tell me that's not perfect. Yeah. She even looks like. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like she could Stunning. command a room 100%. My first choice was Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. But Kiki Palmer carries herself a little older, a little more mature than high school for me. So I went with China Ann McLean. She's Ursula in The Descendants, but recently she's she's on Black Lightning. On the CW. Mm. She's only 21. Black Lightning is what swayed me. She added a little more bravado and a little more umph that I think she could totally pull off see. It. Yeah. Yeah. I go. Okay. I chose Amanda Stenberg. She was Rue. In she was the my Hunger second Games. choice. And she, most recently, I think she was in Everything, Everything. But she plays a lot of like really somber serious roles so i'd love to see her in something like this where she can bring that command and performance but it's a little bit more of a mm-hmm. levity in the story what were we talking about recently that someone was like oh i want to remake a movie and they want zendaya as the lead role kill bill oh yeah so is it amandala mandala amandala yeah yeah she was i think was the first one to be like well i'll do it yeah and i was great. like yeah that's yes that's please. perfect that's too so I went with someone that I know has the rhythm, has the rhyme. It's bobsled time. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Unrelated. Uh, I went with Halle Bailey. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. She is set to become Ariel in The, mm-hmm. new, in the Little Mermaid live action. I think she has presence. She has star power. That is, nice. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Uh, so the final Thank one. You. Kirsten Torrance. This one was so hard. Yeah, it was. And it like, really was hard. I'm not even super confident in my answer, so I'm I'm excited to hear y'all's. But I chose Dove Cameron. Mm. Oh. 
So she was in Live and Maddie. She was in Hairspray Live. And I feel like I've only seen her kind of do cutesy stuff. But I feel like she is just at like the perfect age where one, you would believe that she was in high school, but two, that she could be funny and also kind of also believe that she would be a captain of a cheerleading squad type of thing. What about you, Lacey? I went with Hunter Schaefer. She is Juliet in Euphoria. And Juliet is already like with a really deep story. She's still kind of a light and romantic and flighty character. So I'd love to see her do something a little more comedic, a little more exaggerated, especially because Euphoria is so like Heavy. you feel like you're in the room. It's so real. It's yeah. so authentic. Um so to see her do something a little more stylized, I think would be super fun. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And she's a transgender woman. She is yeah. Amazing. I will go. I originally had Elle Fanning and then uh, Lacey inspired me for a choice I like more. Going back to Little Women, Eliza Scanlon. Mm-hmm. Also in Sharp Objects, she was, um, what's her character's name in Little Women? The young one who... <laughs> Beth. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, cute. Greta Gerwig's Little Women has a lot of really good, upbeat, comedic moments that Eliza Scanlon can pull off. But she can also do really good work, really good subtle work, because she was in Sharp Objects. I don't know if anybody saw that. She was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that. And I would love to see her in a full-on, just lead, leading lady in a comedy kind of mm-hmm. situation. I think she could. And she looks younger than that, too. Yeah. yeah she looks like she a She looks like a baby Kirsten Dunst. Like, she, yeah, she, does. <laughs> she really she does. so alike. Yeah. All right, Rashawn, take us home. Rashawdy? So for my Torrance, uh, I went with an actress of color. To Come on. predominantly actors of color for my bring it on and i went with yara shahidi she is on blackish she spun it off to grownish oh her um, she, yeah yes! yeah and i think they could tap into issues of like colorism and class and this bring it on i mean one's from san diego area one's from compton i love that women of color but one has a little bit more privilege Justice Smith is there. He's biracial. Yes. That's great. I mean, that's something we didn't really talk about that I do enjoy in the movie also is the whole movie has an undertone of class warfare yep. as well. Yeah. Which I think it handles really well, and that'd be interesting to see from a uh, from a 2020s perspective. Right. Y'all, these were good. It was really hard, though. It was <laughs> tough. Really but we all did great. We all did great, but I was like, this should... It should be fun. It should be easy. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard with like really iconic movies and iconic Mm -hmm. characters to even begin to picture someone else doing it. But it was really fun. Wrapping things up, I would say that we need a little extra color in our Mm -hmm. new remake 2020 version of Bring It On. I would also say we came to the conclusion that Josh is a, a, a stan of Bring It On. After we made all these points. (laughs) After this, we're going to turn it back on and start learning the cheer so we can teach it to our children. Lacey's, yeah. Lacey's teaching Josh the cheer word for word. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Rashawn stay heavy with with loving it and knowing all the jokes. Clover Nation. Clover Nation. Mm -mm. (laughs) Shall we do a little six degrees? Yeah. I want to win one, guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So who can find... The fastest connection between 
Gabrielle Union and the star of next week's episode, Dakota Fanning. Mm. I've got two that should easily connect. Right? Right. <laughs> I got it. No! <laughs> I'm so close. What is it? Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, oh. hold on, hold on. I forgot it. Chill, 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 chill. Chill, 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 chill. I want this one so bad. No, I'm an idiot. Shit. I'm such an idiot. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Tell us. So... Gabrielle Union is in Two Can Play That Game with Morris Chestnut, who's in The Best Man with Tate Diggs, who's in Brown Sugar with Queen Latifah, who's in The Secret Life of Bees with Dakota Fanning. Damn. You are Come crushing on, all it black with film. these four <laughs> answers. Do y'all know Tom Cruise and Will Smith have never been in a movie together? Never. That yeah. sounds about right. I was really trying to go the Brittany Murphy route with Dakota. Me Fanning. too. Me too. Oh, her Me too. So and then I tried much. to do. Um, I tried to get to Clueless through Gabrielle. Me too. Same. <laughs> Same. I also tried Mona Lisa Smile because there's like mm. a fuck ton oh. of bitches in that. Mm. I was trying for Bad Boys. I was yeah. yeah. Will Smith. I was trying Will Smith and Martin Lawrence nonstop, and I couldn't. <gasps> oh, that was great. Um, thanks for bringing it on, guys. Always been brought been All right, so that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.